Welcome to the Win Daily Podcast. I'm Phil Nasons. He's Nick Bretwish. And we're here to talk showdown football, gangster movies. We got all kinds of things for you today. What's, <laughs> what's going on, dude? Not much. Not much. Good morning. Um, hopefully you enjoyed your Sunday. Um, just another another day in paradise here. And we got a wild showdown slate tonight. Looking at this slate, it's going to be tough to make some lineups. I will tell you that. Tons of studs on this slate. And a nice rivalry game here of Dallas at New York. This is a big rivalry. You know, um, one of the things that I always look at is how teams have done in the past. Dallas holds a 67, 45, and 2 edge in their franchise history meetings. And they buried the Giants in week one, 35-17. So I'm going to ask you a question. You think the Giants can avenge that loss? I don't think they're going to win, but I definitely think they'll play this a lot closer. That was Eli in week one, and obviously we know how limited his upside is. And Daniel Jones is coming off the best game of his of season, I think, last week at Detroit. So, I don't know. I, yeah, he threw for four touchdowns and zero picks last week. So, I think he's he's due for a much better game than Eli had in week one against Dallas. But I, I still take Dallas here. I just, uh, I don't know. I mean... If you're Dallas, all you got to do is kind of scheme to stop Saquon. And, I, I mean, Daniel Jones looked better last week, but I don't think he's anything special here. And I think Dallas is still a, a seven-point favorite tonight on the road. Yeah, six and a half now. It opened at nine points for Dallas. Wow. I That's wish I would have hit that one early. I would have took New York for sure at nine. See, there you go. You know, a lot of people don't like to uh, hit those games early, but that's where you find the best value. Sometimes. Yeah, and that's... Yeah, it, well, you usually can. I mean, I have a good read on whether whether or not the line's going to go up or down. Usually, so like yesterday, my favorite play of the day was Baltimore plus four and a half. That's what my book opened it up as, and then it ended up closing at like three points. So obviously, I got nice value there. They covered either way, but games like that are, are the ones I like to hit early when I know that I like the the usually the home dog by more than a field goal if i actually like that team then that's the spot i like to go to yeah see i always like the home dog if they're uh three points or less but i didn't like the the dog at all in that game i I was on the patriots but on the money line i i didn't want to fool with the spread and was that surprising to you that the patriots lost that football game last night i was maybe not not so much that they lost it was just how they lost it seems like they didn't have any game plan for Lamar Jackson and and the run game which is really Baltimore's strong point I thought that Belichick would scheme to take you know Lamar's legs away and and he didn't do that especially Mark Ingram too and I think Gus Edwards played pretty solid I would have thought that they if they were to lose to Baltimore they would have said you know Lamar's got to beat us with his arm I would think that's what you would do. But, you know, one of the things that people talk about a lot, they talk about this, is that the Patriots have the the easiest schedule in the National Football League this year. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. But they have a tough stretch these next four or five weeks where they play against teams who are probably playoff teams. Now, I wrote a piece for BetQL prior to the season, an over-under piece, and I didn't think the Patriots would go over 11 11 and a half wins. I still don't. They look susceptible to getting beat by good teams last night. Yeah, it's, it was good to finally see them lose just because it was starting to look like no one can play with these guys. But yeah, like you said, they didn't play anybody. So 
it was refreshing to see them lose a game and Baltimore look awesome last night. So kudos to Harbaugh and everybody because they had a great game plan and I think they ended up winning by 17. So over two scores, good for them. Good for them. Anyway, so we've got this wild slate tonight. There's not much value. I haven't seen much value here. Your captain. Who do you like for a captain? Who, 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 we have the usual suspects, of course. But who's your guy tonight? Or maybe two guys. Yeah, so I, I think it's pretty obvious. Zeke and Saquon Barkley and Dak Prescott are probably the most obvious captain plays here. You could definitely you know, put Amari there as well. But if you need to save salary, I think you're probably going to have to use Daniel Jones in one or two of them. Depends how many entries you do. Obviously, you know, I am very um, strongly opinionated that if you're going to do well in these showdown slates, unless they're single entry, you probably need to max center them. And that's not something that I do, but I know a lot of great successful uh, showdown players like David Jones and all that. And uh, Javi, that's what they do. And, and they really have a good read on the game. And then, you know, th- so that's the way they kind of build their lineups there is they have a theory on how the game should go. And if that theory hits, their lineups are going to hit. So they kind of simplify it as well as diversifying in the in the same way there, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. You know, that's yeah. the bottom line, the core. The core four, and then they kind of throw a couple players here and there who may or may not go off. Yeah. So again, to answer your question, though, I think it's it's got to be Zeke, Barkley, Dak, or maybe Amari. His volume's been there, and he's healthy now. So I I don't know. It's just it's tough for me. I'd rather just go with Zeke or Barkley, and then maybe Dak, just because this Giants secondary is pretty weak. They are pretty weak. Now you're talking. Are you talking about FanDuel, DraftKings, or or is it? Oh yeah. Sorry. No, I'm, it's okay. I'm DraftKings, but it would be the same three in the MVP spot for me on uh, FanDuel there. Yeah, see, at FanDuel, I'm kind of leaning toward Amari Cooper um, as my MVP. I I think he's going to bust them up. You know, look what the Detroit Lions were able to do. And I think Cooper is right there with them. Um, I like him a lot. But the usual suspects, Ezekiel Elliott, you can't go wrong with him. Saquon Barkley, you can't go wrong with him. But you kind of have to wonder about him. He's been injured this year. And I would hate to have my MVP or captain get hurt on me. Yeah, I, th- I think when push comes to shove, I'll probably do maybe 10 lineups tonight on the DraftKings showdown slate. And I think Zeke will probably be the MVP in seven of them. It's mainly just because the volume in the passing game has been there consistently over the last month. And that's that's something that I really value on DraftKings, obviously, with the the point per reception. So yesterday, I know you you're probably aware it was Jalen Samuels chalk week. Mm-hmm. I think he had like 11 rushing yards through three quarters, and I, he didn't finish with much on the ground at all, but he had 13 catches. So so that was pretty funny. I faded him in some tournaments and ended up using Philip Lindsay as like a replacement who, who had a solid game, but it's those receptions are just so valuable. I would have never thought he had 13 receptions, but so so good for Samuels there. He, he hit value by far, but... He, he didn't impress me by any means with the running game, but you don't really have to do that on DraftKings if you're going to be that involved with the passing game. You're absolutely right. I, I played him in my uh, single-entry lineups because that's all I do. Full disclosure, I only play single-entry GPPs. I don't play any cash games ever. I, I don't have a sister, but I would liken it to kissing one. And uh, <laughs> that's just me. Plus, I just like to win. I'm a highly competitive guy. I'm an ex-athlete, and I like to play single-entry monster gpps my single bullet however i my goal my last goal 
in DFS, and I had stopped playing for a couple of years. My last goal is to hit a multi-entry jackpot with just one bullet. Yeah, that would be awesome. I, I know a couple of guys that have done it, but it, it's pretty rare with the with everybody else, you know, putting twenty to fifty lineups in there. Well, I know that's what I want to be though, because I've already. It's knocked, possible, yeah. It's good to have goals. I well, I knocked down twenty-one GPPs in my career, so I think I can afford to do this. And I like to do it because I don't play like you guys do every 500 lineups or whatever. I can't do that. I never did it. Well, I can't take that back. I guess I have. But nowadays, it's just a single bullet for this old man. Um, you know, <laughs> the, the deal is, is Zach Prescott is a good MVP captain. I think he's going to throw big. He's had a week off. They've had a week to prepare for this football team. Yeah. As he's one of my favorite plays too. I think if I do those ten lineups, Zeke will be seven, Dak will be two, and I may do Saquon in one. I'm never. I I've not been a fan of Saquon Barkley because I'm not a Giants fan, I guess. But yeah, uh, I feel like you got to appreciate his talent. He's one of the. He's a freak. Well, he with is. all due respect to him, a freak in a good way. Like he is a ridiculous athlete. Plus, he keeps his mouth shut, unlike some teams who can't stop talking. <laughs> yeah, and losing every week. Thank you, Cleveland Browns. You've made our life better financially. You know, you could almost send a kid to college betting against the Browns. Yeah, that's true. I think you could. But uh, but I have Barkley. Full disclosure, I do have Barkley in my single bullet at FanDuel. But not as the captain, though, because he's expensive. Yeah. Yeah, he's that. Well, he's 100% probably got to be in your flex spot somewhere, right? Almost every lineup, just because the volume's going to be there. And I'm sure he's going to score a touchdown. What do you now at FanDuel? We don't get to play. We don't aren't allowed to use defenses, or are we? No, we're not. No, you you cannot. That's what I love about it. It's such a better. So on DraftKings, it's there's you know adding two defenses makes so many more permutations of your lineups that you could do. So when you're max entering and stuff like that, it does get a lot more difficult because you have to get exposure probably to. I wouldn't say both defenses tonight, but Dallas's defense is obviously a solid play, but that's a little chalky too. So you could really differentiate yourself by maybe playing the Giants defense. I wouldn't recommend that tonight, but just on these showdown slates in general on DraftKings, um, you know, like Miami's defense played pretty solid last week. I think they were in the winning lineup on DraftKings, and okay. we would have thought that Pittsburgh would roll them, you know. So it's just a little contrarian fade that way, I guess, if you just want to maybe punt with the other defense. But tonight, I, I don't think that's a the case Giants defense really doesn't impress me at all, and I don't think they really have any playmaking abilities. The only thing that gives me pause, though, is that Dallas can be kind of iffy offensively. Prescott can be kind of iffy sometimes. Like at fans, well, I don't have a quarterback in my lineup so far. I think that's that what I'm going to do as well. No, not at all. I mean, there's there's plenty of talent. You know, so I'm assuming you have Zeke, Barkley, and Amari all in the same lineup. Yes, I do. That's a very good assumption, Nick. We're working well <laughs> together already. Yes, sir. Now, right. now guess the other two, though. Guess the other two I have. Um, all right. They're flying under the radar, one of them for sure. I'm going to say Aldrick Rojas, kicker of the Giants, is in there. Nope. Ooh. What about Maher? Nope. All right. 0 for 2, Nick. Good start. That's okay. It's early for us. It's all right. I'll, don't I'll, tell okay. me Tavon Austin. No, no, I don't. No, 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 no. That would be if I was playing multi-entry, I'd have to have yeah. some exposure to him. But a single <laughs> bullet? Well, you know what? They're my sleepers for Is the my day. My boy Darius Slayton? No, 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 not him either. Uh, I, I, I'm going with Randall Cobb. Okay. And then I have 
Evan Ingram in there too, 10,000 bucks. So my lineup's right now, I mean, it, it's subject to change. Don't hold me to it because I'm a tinkerer. <laughs> uh, Amari Cooper, yeah, yeah, but every time I tinker, I lose money. I probably lost a ton this last week in fantasy basketball because I tinkered. Oh, I, yes. Yesterday I had one of my best GPP lineups, the one that actually did get over the pay line. It's, it, I think it min cashed, and I think what I tinkered away at at like uh, eleven fifty my time, so ten minutes before kickoff, I believe it would have got second and another massive GPP. So good for me, paralysis by uh, over analysis there. <laughs> yeah, right. I, yeah, I always call it stinking thinking. Yeah, well, that's why I play cash games, though. So when, you know, I, I take a stand in my GPPs, like I think most of my lineups yesterday were all built around the Chargers and the Packers game shooting out to trying to get different from Seattle and Tampa Bay. Not necessarily that I thought Seattle-Tampa Bay was a bad game to go to. It's just when I was playing those, I played CMC and Dalvin Cook together in almost every lineup. So I really couldn't afford anybody from Seattle or Tampa Bay. Right. So that's that's kind of where I went. And that obviously didn't work out, but that's why I play a lot of cash games. So, you know, worst case scenario, I could hopefully, you know, I played give or take around 50-50 or 60-40 in favor of cash. And I just assume I'll hit my cash games because I put a lot of work into that. So worst case, I, I break even or make a little bit of profit on the day. But And that's the correct way of playing, by the way. Don't pay attention to me. I, I, I'm kind of a... a, a- no, I, everybody's different, though. I mean, if you want to take shots at GPP all the time, you know, that's fine. The one You just need one week to hit, and it'll probably finance your whole season on DraftKings or FanDuel. Or or just, yeah, one time and finance, make it for the whole year. There you go. And, but I only play like five or six bucks worth. Because, like I said, I don't have a lot of time to do that, to get ready for it, because I'm so busy handicapping games. And we'll give you our pick at the end after we do the gangster movie thing because that's really what I'm looking forward to after <laughs> seeing this slate. But my lineup right now will be Amari Cooper and the MVP. This is at FanDuel. Ezekiel Elliott, Evan Ingram, Randall Cobb, and Saquon Barkley. You're very I like quiet that a lot. Over there. Oh, good. No, I like I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure out where I could possibly go. Well, Just- yeah, that's the hard part, though. See, this is the hardest part about doing these showdowns is that there's places you can go, but it's hard. Like a sleeper, for example, somebody that maybe's flying under the radar. Do you have one of those in your mind at 8.24 a.m.? Yeah. Um, my boy last week, who I touted in uh, DraftKings, is going to be Darius Slayton. Okay. Sterling Shepard's out again. Yeah. And this guy's getting like Darius Slayton, who I think is an incredibly talented receiver. I I hope he's not a free agent in uh, season-long leagues. Unless it's a thin league, I don't think you need him. But if it's a deep league, that's definitely a guy you should have on your radar. I think he's playing like 85% of the snaps at wide receiver, and I think he's their most talented wide receiver. I, I, I'm not a Golden Tate guy, but Golden Tate is who he is. You know, He's a great slot receiver, catches everything, good route runner. I'm not dogging on Golden Tate at all. I just think that Darius Slayton is the guy that could kind of break it open a little bit. And again, in any tournament that, um, you know, the showdown tournament that's not a single entry, it's like you you really need some upside there. So I think Darius Slayton's going to be my guy there. And you have to get cheap salary too with with me using Zeke, Deke, uh, Zeke and Deke. <laughs> Zeke, and Deke. Deke. <laughs> Zeke and Deke, Prescott <laughs> and Saquon. And so I don't know, maybe I get Dak out of there and just use Amari because then I still get my Dak exposure through him I, I do like michael gallup a lot as well uh, i don't think i like jason witten but i'm gonna have to build some lineups with him mm-hmm. yeah i mean 
Personally, I think the the showdown slate is way better on FanDuel because then you can just take both defenses out of the equation too. So that's two things that you don't have to handicap. That's a good one. I'm, I, I don't I'm, use Barkley. Go I ahead. I mean, he had eight, eight catches last week too, and he usually does very well against Dallas, and the, they always pass to Saquon against Dallas. I don't know. This is a tough slate. Too many good players. Yeah, and they're all too priced high or way too high. But you know what? I'm going to probably in DraftKings in my my lineup, my single bullet lineup, I'm going to go with uh, Jason Witten. Okay. He, I think he, his cheap. ownership will be. Yeah. It's, so that's the thing that was everybody going to play him or no? Or I'll probably, I could probably swing down to Randall Cobb and hope there he gets 10 points. You know, Tavon Austin is $4,800, but I don't think I like that one so much. You know, I think Randall Cobb's uh, always in play, and the Giants' uh, slot secondary is not very good either, so I think that Randall's a great spot, especially on DraftKings, where, you know, Randall Cobb's not going to break a 60-yard touchdown, but he could get, you know, six catches for 60 yards, and that's a solid PPR outing. You know, I think my lot... Oh, go ahead, sorry. He could outscore some defenses tonight, I think. Yeah, Absolutely. I need him to do that, by the way, because I'm going to be stuck with all these expensive guys, and they better come through or we're going to be very disappointed in them. That's all I can yeah. say about that. <laughs> but but so we're looking at this slate. It's the uh, Monday Night Showdown. You're listening to the Win Daily podcast. And at the end of the day, do you have is David Jones really on your radar at DraftKings? Nah, and in multi lineups, yes, but in, if I were to say my main lineup, no, I'm I'm gonna kind of reiterate my MVP consideration guys are Zeke, Barkley, Dak, and then potentially Amari, and then Flex. I'm definitely using Amari, Evan Ingram, uh, Golden Tate. I guess I, I do like Randall Cobb. Now you mentioned him, Michael Gallup's all right. I don't know how much I'll have of him because his price is kind of. It's like right in that mid-tier that I don't think I can go to, but my sleeper is going to be Darius Slayton for sure. That's a good one. You know, one of the things that I try to stay away from or steer clear of is road defenses. And so I'll probably be off the Cowboys defense for that. Because I think the Giants, you know, first of all, they got blown out in game one of this series, this season. And two, I, I think it's really hard to beat teams twice in the same season. I think the Giants have nothing to lose at this point, and they are at home, and they get a lot of booze at home, and maybe they don't want to hear the booze tonight so much. And can you imagine what that would do for their season to beat the Dallas Cowboys tonight? Yeah, that'd be awesome for for them, and obviously for Daniel Jones, that'd be a big win for him to kind of build off of. Especially would, coming off of last week, they they ended up losing at the end, but he he hung in there and he had a great game. He fought so. That was a good rookie performance, in my opinion, on the road at Detroit, whose defense isn't terrible, but they're obviously riddled with injuries, too. And Oakland just threw all over them yesterday, too, so I don't know. I think maybe, they, they are. maybe Detroit is bad. They are. I'm a Lions fan, so I can tell you that they are. But I'm a Matthew Stafford truther. And I, I, I usually do well when I put him in a lineup, and I did okay with Russell Wilson yesterday. So more than likely, at DraftKings, I'm going to look at Ezekiel Elliott as my king or MVP or captain or whatever you want to call him. And then I'm going to build from there. I'm going to probably go with Randall Cobb and I'll probably go with Dak Prescott and then I'll probably go with Saquon Barkley. And then I hope I have enough left over 
and I'll stick probably Jason Witten in there. Maybe I'll go with Darius Slayton. He's seventy five hundred dollars. You like Pollard? You said you like Pollard tonight, right? No, 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 not Pollard. Because I, I would think now this is this is something that I would think about maybe is that this game could get out of hand quick. It could, and if it's garbage time, Dallas isn't going to put Ezekiel Elliott out there in the fourth quarter. Somebody's got to get those rushing yards in, in garbage time, right? Do you consider garbage time when you build these lineups? So, well, I did at first, and I've never been a good showdown player until the last couple of weeks, and, and that's, again, props to David Jones. He's the king at this stuff. But I don't like to roster guys that kind of take away from each other's production. So if I, I – I mean – Pollard, sure, he's definitely a flyer on tonight's slate. If if that's what the the game script that you think could happen, then go with that for sure. But I don't know. It's it's tough to put him and Zeke in a lineup, in my opinion, because it kind of you know the day that or the the time that Pollard's going off, you're obviously getting nothing from Zeke. But if they, this could work, if Zeke had a, a very strong first three quarters, like you're saying, but I don't know. These <laughs> showdown slates are tough. I mean, you could say anybody's in play as long as they're getting snaps. Golden Tate's in play for sure because he's sixty eight hundred bucks. You want to talk about yeah. salary relief, and you know he's salty with the Dallas Cowboys because they didn't pick him up when they he thought they should have when he was still with Detroit. Yeah, so, I think Golden Tate's a, a must play almost. He's averaging ten targets a game the last three weeks. Yeah, I would think so. And that being said, there's all kinds of things. So it's a tough slate tonight. We wish you guys all the best on this slate. Um, is there anything else that you want to mention about this game or any ideas you have before we get into the real part of the show? <laughs> no, not really. Um, I think I think I'm I think my play on the game, I mean, you could talk me out of this because you know a lot more about handicapping than I do, but I feel like I want to tease New York in the over. Okay, I, I seven point teaser, but it's that's that's giving up a lot of money there because it's going to be like minus one forty or something like that on my line there. No, that's a tough one. I always play them straight up. I don't mess with teasers because I, I know the guy who started those out in Vegas. You know, he, he did it for a reason. Of course, it wasn't he did. to lose money. It's just like you know the hold on parlays after you know what a hold is, right? For a casino. Yeah. Okay, a hold yes. normally in football, a hold rate that builds casinos from a sports book standpoint is 10%. The Vegas books in September took a whopping 47% hold rate on parlays and teasers. So wow. keep that in mind. Yeah, they didn't build those casinos. That's where they build those casinos, man, <laughs> on the backs of parlay betters and casino and uh, <laughs> teaser people. Yeah, I guess that's... Just, uh, that's me admitting I have no read on tonight's game, so I thought that the Giants could keep it somewhat close. I don't want to – now the line's at 6.5 I'm seeing, so I really don't want to back Daniel Jones there. No, you don't want to back him know. anywhere. Maybe against some, maybe against the Pop Warner League. Cause there you I, go. I, I think go this ahead. thing – honest to goodness, I think this is going to be a blowout. And I think that the Cowboys are going to route them in and they're going to do it early. They're healthy. They're rested. They don't have any injury concerns whatsoever, and they've had a week and a half to prepare for this game mentally and physically. And I just don't see how the Giants can hang in there. I, I think they're going to try, though. And I think Saquon Barkley is probably going to have a good game. And I think Golden Tate is. But this is a eight-point or better game. So that's what I think on this deal. What about you? What are you going with here? 
I am grabbing a pen and paper so I could sign off on exactly what you just said. You sold me. Well, I do my best, but sometimes we fall apart like last the Sunday. I didn't have a very good day, two, three, and one, but that is what it is. But uh, yeah, it's been a great show so far, but off air last week. Nick and I were talking a little bit, getting to know each other a little more. And I, yeah, I, Phil. Phil is the world's most interesting man. If you like, <laughs> if you like the Vegas story and you like the mob movies and everything like that, Phil's got a, an awesome life story. I kind of got out of him. I think we, we probably stayed on the air after we were done recording for like a half hour. Right. And you're and just giving me history lessons about all these all these great guys that started Vegas, and it, it was. Extremely interesting for me because that's uh, um, my girlfriend and I. When we drive to go see my parents or something for the holidays, they live in St. Louis, so about a five-hour car ride from Chicago. We listen to the Mafia podcast and all these guys that started Vegas, and you know Chicago obviously has a rich history in the Mafia, so sure it's always and you know I'm a, a bit of a you know sports gambler and stuff like that, so I'm obviously very interested in things like that. So. And then, yeah, you lived the Vegas life, so it was awesome to to get a couple of stories out of you. I don't know what you could say with the recorder button on but <laughs> it was, well i can uh, say whatever i want because most of them are dead but uh, <laughs> there you go at the end of the day i was there at the tail end you know people talk about the you know phil lived a high life well i did you know i was a resident tennis pro at two different resorts which meant i lived there for free in a suite i ate for free i basically was like a guest that was paid a lot and they they treated me very well and then when the corporations took over they kept my deal and that was a beautiful thing but uh I was there at the tail end. I got there in 1984. Um, we were talking about the movie Casino is what we were talking about. And Jerry Rosenthal left his wife. She was already dead before I got there. I never met her. I heard great stories, though. Believe me, they, 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 if you really want to listen to someone tell stories about Las Vegas, okay, I, just, I could do it too. But the best ones, find an older bellman, and they've been around because they, they remember guys like Elvis and different things but we we're talking about this mafia thing and and we thought we would do a showdown with mafia movies so bear with us we gave you guys the bread and butter so you could pay your bills now it's time for us to have a little fun at 8 30 <laughs> in the morning nick if you had to select a captain or an mvp of casino movies or mafia movies what would you choose oh all right, so a showdown slate of mafia movies without the price tag, though, because you know I, I didn't have time to handicap this thing. All right, so we'll say everybody's five thousand, and we could play them easily in our lineup. I'm gonna say, uh, is this a punt play if I say that Godfather Two is my MVP? But yeah, it's okay with you. Uh, that's that's fine. That's what. What did you like most about Godfather Two? I'm curious. Um, I would just say the rise of Michael. I think. Okay. Plus, it was in Italian, some of it. If that's, you know Italian, that's pretty cool. I do not know. Me neither. I, <laughs> I, I, and, I don't, and I don't know how to read because I'm an ex-athlete. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I had to scratch that one, which made it tough living in Greece for 12 years because that was tough too. Or more, I'm sorry. I lived there a lot longer. But anyway, Godfather Part 1 is for me the ultra, uber mafia movie. I know guys who used to be in that world who would swear by that movie as authentic as there ever would be about a mafia family. It's about based on the Bonanno family. And so it's pretty interesting. So that's my guy. So my my pick is Godfather Part 1. Now let's get into some flexes because this could get interesting because we have a lot of movies and you and I have a little bit of an age difference. So go ahead. Give me a flex. Who did you like? It doesn't matter All where right. you rank them. 
Flex, I'm going to go with Goodfellas, obviously. That's that's a great movie. Yeah, I got Goodfellas on my Flex team. Okay, go yeah. ahead. Give us another one. So this this is a super chalky build. I got to get a little bit contrarian here. Um, this oh, I, is got actually, way, I got way contrarian. You'll see. Okay, good. Well, I think my my fade's going to be Scarface. I don't think that I, it's a great movie. Obviously, it's iconic and everything. But what you talking about, man? Yeah, I, that one wasn't for me as much. I loved it. I, I enjoyed that one. So that's not part of my flex. Go ahead, partner. Who you got next? Uh, Once upon a time in America. This is a movie my girlfriend and I just watched maybe two or three months ago. Extremely long, but extremely long. entertaining. I, I love. Uh, uh, do, do, do. Who am I thinking? Oh, Robert yeah. De Niro. Duh. Yeah, anything yeah. he does, I, I like a lot. Did you uh, do the? Uh, was that with Leonardo DiCaprio also? Um, I don't think. Oh, that's so. Gangs of New York. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna say this is like young Robert De Niro. I don't even know if. Um, oh, I know which one you're talking about. That's a good contrarian. People wouldn't come up with it. No, I mean, and it's like four hours long. So I God might have bless two- you if you have the. Oh, the yeah, patience that's to finish tough. that one, but yeah, it's that's awesome a, movie. That's a tough one there. I, I'm sure that I have one that you don't have. All right, let's hear it. This one is from 1948. I Starting definitely don't have it. James Cagney, you dirty rat! You killed your brother. You killed my brother, and now I'll kill your mother. And it's called White Heat, and it's a fantastic movie. I used to, when I was a kid, I used to uh, pretend to be James Cagney because he was he was a real legitimate Irish gangster. And uh, so White Heat is my my big time sleeper. You got a couple up. We got two more spots to fill, Nick. Who you got next? Oh, yeah. Godfather one is obviously in my top ones. Gotcha. Okay. I went with a Bronx tale. Okay. That's a great one. Yeah, that's a great one. Because you only have three great ones in your life. And you, in my case, they all left in one year. I love that show. I, Bronx tale is one of the most authentic. And I was turned on by to that movie by a guy who's friends with uh, Chaz Palmateri, and he's he's an old school guy too. He knows his way around, and he had Joe Pesci in there, who's a great guy, great golfer, and that's why I chose Casino. I chose Casino not because I knew some of these characters, and not because I knew all the stories, but because it was acted well, even though it was a lot of BS. <laughs> Got to have Casino though. Yeah, no, Casino is one of my flex, and I think my last one. It's in between. Um, I liked Donnie Brasco, but I didn't think it was that good. Right? Oh, man. See, I have an honorable mention team, too, by the way. Because I like these movies. Can I say say Boardwalk Empire, the TV show? Okay, I don't know that one, but sure. Oh, you you'll love it. It's it's kind of like the uh, the start of Atlantic City. I guess exactly what it is, and then all the uh, the bootlegging of liquor and stuff, kind of the rise of Al Capone, oh, a lot wow. of the other big players in that in that show. And I'm sure you know, 85 percent of it's fabricated, but there's some actual legit history in there, and it's a very watchable show. It's HBO too, so you know it's it's solid, very graphic, but these type of things probably have to be to kind of get the point across, but. If if that's allowed, I'm gonna put in Boardwalk Empire the the TV show. It's our show. We can do what we like. That's it's true. It's your no. flex team. So <laughs> so this casino movie was great too because Frank was there helping tell them what to do, <laughs> and they still didn't listen to him, and it was his story. So that was kind of weird. But uh, so I have an honorable mention list. Let's like hear it. American Gangster. Yep. Because that was probably as legit as there ever was one. And then I like Carlito's Way. 
Carlito's Way was a pretty good show about a couple guys that were interesting. That were one of them was one of my bosses for a while. Um, Reservoir Dogs is another one. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's more a like one. a street thug kind of thing. Um, Donnie Brasco made my list because you know what? If you're that stupid to let a cop into your world, then yeah, uh, that story is unbelievable. For those that that care about this type of stuff or find any interest at all, I would say find the. Uh, I guess the the mafia podcast themselves. I'm I'm going to add free advertising for them, but they do a great a great job with the Donnie Brasco story. That's absolutely insane. That that kind of happened. Long story short, an FBI agent, right? He was FBI, or was he just a local cop? FBI agent. Yep. Joe yeah, Pistone infiltrated himself with the with the the mob, and that's got to be tough. Tough well, to do. I don't think I would try it. And you I'm, know. German you know as hell, so they would not let me in. <laughs> Probably not, you know. But uh, the funny part about it is, is they kind of, they don't let you into their world, but they let you kind of hang around if you want to. The most important thing, and I learned this from a very young age, is you know what, just do what you're supposed to do, keep your yap shut, and life is good. Um, but Donnie Brasco, uh, and, and like I said, I, I've, I'm familiar with some people and friends with others and whatever, and. Uh, one of the things they say about Donnie Brasco is that Donnie Brasco was probably just as crooked as the guys that he had arrested, but he because he was a cop, he was immune to it. And, and that's something that, because at some point, when you're in that world, and I don't suggest that anyone tries to be in that world, you're going to have to prove it at some point. And he was in there far too long to not have to prove it. And uh, that's at least that's yeah. what I was told. And my last movie, Nick, Road. To perdition. Great movie. I don't know how I didn't think of that. They filmed some of that in actual uh, in my hometown. Some of the like the farm shots there outside of Manuka, Illinois. All right, that was the old burial ground, right? Yeah, I think so. That was a absolutely. That's a great movie. I don't know how I didn't think about that one. And to recap today, we were talking about football, weren't we? Nick and I are both on the Dallas Cowboys, correct? Yeah, you know, yeah, you sold me on that. I didn't have a read on that game, but one in doubt, go with Phil. Yeah, but yeah, okay. I appreciate your the respect I get from the, all the DFS pros. By the way, you guys are great. You know, I, I enjoy all of you. Um, anyway, so that's what we got. We we're looking at Amari Cooper and obviously Zach or Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley for our captains. We got some sleepers out there. Maybe Randall Cobb. Um, Darius Slayton, right? You have Darius Slayton. That's my boy. That's your boy. We got lots of boys out there. But but one of the great things about Win Daily Sports is there are lots of folks out here waiting to help you cash, make money, become better at what you do, not just giving you lineups or giving you picks, but telling you how we arrive at those picks. 20 bucks a month, Nick, that's it, to sign up, subscribe, and Learn from some of these guys who are cashing six and five figures on the daily. Yeah, and that that's the thing I like about Win Daily the most. So is it's kind of the kind of the the family atmosphere here. And I think just just this week I had probably seven or eight members just DM me exactly and kind of show me their lineup, and I kind of talk them through you know what are you trying to achieve with this lineup and stuff like that. And we we fixed up a. A lot of lineups. I think all, all those guys cash so good for them. If not, please let me know, and we'll kind of hit the drawing board on what went wrong. You know, besides just if you had if you had the wrong game stack or something like that, if that's what you were trying to do, that's going to happen. Like myself, I personally stacked Chargers and Packers, didn't work out. But 
last week was awesome. So, it, you know, that kind of finances the whole next couple of weeks for me. So it's, it's just good to let other people, if you're not sure about your lineup, let other people look at it. And everybody at Wind Daily is more than happy to, to help you out there in the, in the Slack channel or just DM on Twitter, whatever you want to do. We're more than happy to help. Absolutely. You can find me. The best thing to do with me, because I'm, I, I hate to be like this, but I'm super busy. So you might have to email me or you may have to kind find me on Twitter and send me a private message and I'll get back to you and help you when I can because my full-time job is crazy as a handicapper. Um, but Slack channel's great. Those guys are in there and, and Capper Steve is in there and uh, John's in there, the, uh, our, our prop guy. And they're, they've been walking people through it. Uh, there's articles on the site about bankroll management for at least sports betting, I know, because I wrote that. And we're going to help you with everything that we can to make you successful and to reach all of your goals, whether it be in daily fantasy sports or sports wagering. I'm not going to use the term investing because I'm a street guy. (laughs) You know, I I, I have a bookie. (laughs) So, I mean, I don't go go online and play these games. I, I go straight to the people. But uh, at the end of the day, there's so many people out here to help you. 20 bucks a month. If you follow just my column for the last 11 weeks, I had my first losing week this week, but you would be so far ahead. And like Jason said on Twitter, if you'd have followed me the first week there, when I went 20 and three in the US Open in two days, you would have paid your way through two or three years and have bought your significant other a nice present to make up for the fact that you don't spend much time with them because your eyes and ears are in the phone. <laughs> yeah, you buy their love, I guess, right? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what you have to do. You know, that's probably why I stopped with the DFS stuff. Living on that phone is no good. Yeah, that's my life, unfortunately. But yeah, I love well. it. That's that's how I pass the time, I guess. Well, I got to yeah, next, uh, next tennis slate, I'm excited to see what you got. I got to do that. I got to follow those. Oh, you will, because we'll be talking about them probably, because I'll be talking about them everywhere. I, I love tennis. I, I've been in the industry, the tennis industry, my entire life. I've never made a, a, a nickel outside of the sports world, never. So I'm pretty excited, and I'm excited to help, as is Nick. And we had fun. This was fun, dude. I, I'm glad we got to kind of change up the pace. Yeah, I, I, I think I had... I'm more confident about my uh, my mafia showdown lineup than I am my actual showdown lineup today. Yeah, me too. I, but but I have to fade. I, the one thing I do is I have to fade Godfather Part Two again because reading subtitles is difficult for someone who's illiterate like me. But it works out for the yeah, best. I, I just thought that movie was so authentic. I think it was too, but it was long too. Remember? No, it's not the Rise of Michael either. It's the Rise of the Rise of Don, isn't it? Yeah, Don Pico yes, Corleone. Right. Yeah, that's right. Let me make you an offer you can't refuse. Yeah, that's that's why yeah. I like that. I feel like that was the foundation of Godfather One, and Three is just terrible. So not even yeah, mention that. But the girls were more pre- or more beautiful in Godfather Three. So it has its perks, of course. Yeah, because that's because Al Pacino was more established then, and he could. Uh, <laughs> You know, bring in the girls he liked. <laughs> Old school guy. I tell you what, this has been fun, man. I've enjoyed this. I hope that you have too. Nick, give us your uh, Twitter handle so folks can follow you. And I, I suggest that you do. And Nick's pretty good at this DFS thing. Yeah, thanks. Um, it's Sticks022. So Sticks as an S T I C K S 022. Yeah, and I got a lot of followers yesterday too after the show. So that's awesome. I appreciate that. 
And hopefully uh, David and I helped you out a lot on that live stream yesterday. We'll be doing that every Sunday. So that's something I would highly recommend to tune into. And I know uh, just personally, we, we touted a couple big, big plays yesterday. I was really heavy on Zach Ertz. And I know that uh, David was very high on Derrick Henry. I couldn't get behind Henry, but I should have. But yeah, he had a monster game too. So a lot of good plays are being just strictly built right off that live stream. So definitely check that out if that's something you got time for on Sunday mornings. You were on Nick. You were on Zach Ertz also, huh? Yeah, absolutely. I was, was on him from Jump Street, and he was yeah. low owned too. That was so yeah, nice. That, that price will we'll never see Zach Ertz under five K on DraftKings again. So had to do it then, and and obviously Deshaun Jackson coming back kind of opened up the field. He didn't even play very long, but. It worked out, so I guess my theory kind of failed because Deshaun Jackson got hurt right away, but Zach Ertz ate yesterday. And that's all that matters. And so will you. I'm going to go buy an air fryer today with my winnings. Nice, yeah. Make some wings? I'm going to make some French fries. I'm a big French fry guy. Okay, nice. When I was in in Greece, they didn't do it like that. So I'm a big French fry guy. I love my fries. I love my wingdings. I love my chicken nuggets and my dipping sauces. I'm just an old guy, you know, enjoying the day. You can find me at Cash with Flash. Again, Win Daily Sports, one of the best sites I've ever worked with. And I've worked with lots of them all over the place. The reason? It's the people like Nick, Jason, the founder. You got the king, Scott Engel around. You're paying 20 bucks for that? You should be paying 200 bucks for that. And that's no <laughs> joke. That's no joke. You're talking to a guy who would not pay anyone for any information ever, ever. I subscribe to stat sites for my job, but I would subscribe to Win Daily in a heartbeat. 20 bucks? That's just crazy. I tell you what, 20 bucks. Come on over to windailysports.com, sign up, hit us up, hit that premium thing, and let us turn your love of sports into a profit center. For Nick Bretwish, I'm Phil Nason. Thanks for listening to the Win Daily Podcast, Monday edition.